Welcome to another podcast about geek culture in a medium already saturated with everything nerds love and crave. It's the Lunatic Parade Podcast. Fuck this, let's do it! Do it! I think we are rolling. Here we are. This is half Lunatic Parade Podcast, half Sci-Fi Maladies crew tonight. So we're here with Trent. Say hello, Trent. Hey, what's up? And Mark, say hello, Mark. Ahoy, hoy. The rage, <laughs> wait, you forgot. It's Mark the Rage Master. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Titles are important. Yeah. Mark the Rage Master is here with us from Sci-Fi Maladies. Also, Thomas. Hello. And Stormy. Hey, what's up, nerds? <laughs> hey, what's up? All right, My pen and just fell apart. We're trying to get a Bob involved too. Bob, Bob, Bob is trying to join, but he's having all kinds of trouble with the link for some reason. Um, you guys hey, talk while I. Can only, the hamster can only run so fast in that wheel, man. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> is there an Amish computer? I don't think there is. Uh, but Bob has it. I was going to say, <laughs> Bob found it. Hey, you know what? Amish are good. They're the only people I found elastic through through this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, we couldn't find elastic anywhere, and ended up having to. We took a trip like on a Saturday down to Zinks in Berlin, and like found like like seventy yards or fifty yards of freaking elastic down there. Like How is their bucks. supply holding up? Period. Because I know that place is a favorite of crafters all over the place, and I I know that they get pretty swamped. So. How does that look there? Well, I don't know. We were in there two weeks ago, and they had quite a few rolls left. I'm using the same roll that Cheryl is right now, the one the half inch you have to cut in half. And they had like 20 or 30 of them, but we haven't been back because I bought three rolls of them. So. Yeah. But as far as like the rest of their stock, like, I mean, they had plenty, they had tons of fabric, they had tons of everything in there. So, like, I mean, because they're considered essential because of, People needed it to make gowns and masks. So, and they're a wholesaler. So, like, they are 100% have got, you know, a full stock there. But I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Has that affected the writing of uh, the Lazarus strain thus far? As far as apocalypse gear, like, nobody counted that elastic would be a commodity. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Too busy getting all the toilet paper. Yeah, I know. Yeah, man. This sack of corn for that roll of elastic. I guess it really depends on the nature of said apocalypse because, like, in this one, it's all about somebody coughing on you, whereas I believe the Lazarus strain is more some zombie biting you. So I guess you would you need elastic? I don't know. <laughs> it does. It does beg the question, though. At least, but the hand sanitizer, you know, that might be a weapon. What would happen if you sprayed a zombie in the face with hand sanitizer? Like not a thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in Shaun of the Dead, where they're just winging records at him. Like, <laughs> part of me goes, "Oh come on, they wouldn't do that," but the other part was like, "Do it again!" Like, <laughs> oh, I'm sure someone evaluating, like, like, well, what about this record? I like it. Don't do that. <laughs> right. I think we have a Bob. Do we have a Bob? Well, you've got me on my phone again because the stupid um, computer ain't working. Technology. Son, you got to feed that hamster more. 
Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the computer I think I bought it in 2010, so you know it's it's a little ancient. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a little old. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, it still turns on. You know, only a decade. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, man. Well, computers are like that. It works fine for Skype. Just pointing that out. Yeah, well, Zoom's better. That's why. Zoom actually, Zoom looked at it and said, "I that, fuck no, I ain't doing that." <laughs> you know, like, you know, I even bought a brand new pair of headphones to wear. Wow, man! Well, and that's can't use them because I'm not on my computer. You can't, you can't, you can't hook them up to your phone. You, you can't hook them up to your phone. They're not Bluetooth. No, this actually has a cord. I prefer cords. You know. Uh, yeah, you you are old school. Two, two tin cans and a, and a string. That's that's Bob's favorite form of communication. You know? It's apocalypse proof. Exactly. Smoke signals, man. All right. Well, we're here. Welcome, everyone. We're happy to have the, the Sci-Fi Malady guys here. Man, we joined them for a podcast last week. Um, really excited to have them on board tonight to talk about some things. I know Rage Master has been wanting to go at me about some of my Pathfinder versus D&D stuff. And, and no, some I, of my I got comic books up. I got through all that. Although I did listen to your 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 last episode today. Yeah, How'd and, you like and it? I got I got oh I loved it, but I have some things to say. Okay, well let's I hear them. Let's, I always do. It's My a great first, way to start. First thing I loved. So Trent, after you left, and then it died out, and then it came. I know back, where this is going. <laughs> it came right back on masturbation and sleep. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. Well, so masturbation like, and soup is your thing, and I'm sitting here thinking, "Oh man, I really am glad it came in at that time." Well, that's kind of the reason why I did the little. I Kurt, I don't know if you listened, but like I did like a a little thing in the middle there because I had to go off because of work. And you think about the fact that whenever I dropped out of the call, it stopped recording it because it's all recorded through Zoom, and like. And when I came back, I like I, I put on the headphones and hit record, and that's the first thing out of Kurt's mouth when I put the headphones on was masturbation and soup. And I'm like, dude, that is so Gone. perfect. I have to weave this piece in here. Like, Gone. <laughs> I I can't listen to our episodes. It's just I know I I'm a, a rock singer and a podcaster, but I can't stand to hear the sound of my voice. I literally can't. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, I know people are doing people are like that, you know, like I it's know, like t- masturbating in a mirror. You look at yourself and you're like, you filthy, awful piece of crap. Don't do this. <laughs> I know as long Tim's as you're eating way. soup, though, it's okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Kurt, just to fill you in, I put this like little clip in there where the where it, where it cut out, where I'm in like a telephone voice and there's circus music playing underneath it. And I'm like, <laughs> unfortunately, I had to drop out of this phone call, dude, to deal with the work issue. You know, I'm like, so unfortunately, I, could, I couldn't continue to record what the what the um what the rest of the lunatics uh, were saying and i was like i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure we missed some wholesome rhetoric let's tune back in and find out what kurt and stormy are talking about well, masturbation roundabout if you can i want to go back and listen to that for sure i'll get a time code for you at okay. first i thought it was a joke i was like they set that up on purpose but then the way you kept going i'm like no, this is really the topic. <laughs> <laughs> it it reminded me of that joke, rectum damn near killed him, because we had no idea why he was talking about masturbation in yeah. soup. We just know it was funny. You know, like, 
I like those moments on our podcast. I think that's my favorite one where we have a series of like, we're going to talk about this comic book or we watched this movie this week. Let's talk about that. And then we end up in that we come out of the fog and there's some weird conversation about animal porn or whatever. And they're like, <laughs> we all kind of collectively go, how do we get here? <laughs> Probably we shouldn't backtrack. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't reverse engineer this conversation. It's what happens when you put a bunch of lunatics together and stick microphones in their faces. Like, it's just it's what occurs. So, well, I was also thinking too, hmm, masturbation and soup. You could get hurt doing that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it depends. Is it gazpacho? That is a big question. You know, gazpacho soup served cold would not be a problem, especially if it's that soup you can eat with a fork. <laughs> 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 what the fuck? Wait, I'm wait a minute. What was what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Wasn't that the old chunky soup commercial where it was like, "This is the soup you can eat with a fork." You said this could be dangerous. That's what I imagined. You're adding more danger to you. <laughs> <laughs> you forked it all up, Kurt. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> but are you still. trying to get injured? I'll be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> right Kurt, on. This is great, Kurt, because you are the one who is acting out what we shouldn't do. You're sating our curiosity, so... Yeah, allow me to find not the to boundaries. <laughs> I, I know not to do that. I know a guy. I know a guy that was doing all that. <laughs> don't want to know how it ended. Kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> the second thing was something Stormy said. She wanted to play something like a game with more fairy characters. Something like yes. that. Yes. I Okay. <clears throat> so first of all, I don't know if you ever played Palladium Fantasy. No. Okay, but there is a character class in there called Fairy Knight. Really? Yeah, I'm reading it right now. But just like some of their natural abilities are, let's see, fly and hover, silent flight at half maximum speed or less, night vision 120 feet, see the invisible, uh, smell and hearing like an animal, track by scent 80%, prowl, Sense location of water, sense location of ley lines, locate secret compartments and doors. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. And uh, then they got a bunch of magic stuff. So I played this once, and I did not like it. And I think part of that was, I don't know, that I, I don't know, I was like, so I was playing it, and my... It was it was a character given to me. That's the first problem. When yeah. I was like, oh, someone else made this. Can you play it? Uh, I, I guess. <laughs> then somewhere in the middle of it, we were in, I kid you not, it was called the Forest of Enchantment. And I was trying to defend a place called the Strawberry Patch. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time, I'm just like, this is just not possible does the gm not know how this sounds i mean like i'm like i i don't feel awesome I just did you have to fight the electric pie man from strawberry shortcake <laughs> did the cow bears show up that. next 
<laughs> I wish. I wish that had happened. Because the whole time I just kept thinking, I do not feel good doing this. I, I do not want this character. It's yeah. almost like you invented the Kingdom Hearts game before the Kingdom Hearts game came out. You know, like, we're going to do sword and sorcery, but you're going to be Donald Duck. Enjoy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but he sold it to me. He was like, oh, this character is really cool. You should read it. And I'm like, all right, I guess it's kind of neat looking. And maybe it is, but that day, no. <laughs> no. You were the fairy knight in a strawberry patch. How not, How is that possible? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in, in the forest of enchantment. <laughs> That's not, is that a class that can transfer over into like uh, D&D or Pathfinder? Yeah, I'm you sure could. you could tweak it. You could the hell out of it, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Had, but, I'm sure. Give me, I'll get a copy of it and give it to John. And two days later, we'll have an entire, like, fucking, like, like an entire fucking battalion of fairy knights who, like, even have, like, a secret subsect of, like, fairy assassin knights. And, he will run wild with that shit, dude. You know, John, man. I mean, I know him and Bob just got together and invented fucking killer trees, didn't you? Yeah, it's the assault treants. Yeah, assault treants. Like, how the fuck is this? This is what happens when you lock John up for two months. You know what I mean? Like, fucking assault treants. That's what we get. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, I might as well move on to I miss the fuck out of gaming. So, no I watch. absolutely killing me, dude. Like, not, I know we could probably do it through this, but it's just not the fucking same. I miss sitting around the table, rolling fucking dice. And hanging out with everybody and just driving me up the fucking wall. We went from three nights a week of gaming plus a podcast night to nothing. And I'm like, all right, virus, hurry the fuck up and get going. Like, you need to go the fuck away. I want to roll dice again. Well, plus, there's something nice about being, for me anyway, being at a table. Yes. Like, if I were in a, in a, in a really bind, I would go, I would do this like in Zoom. But there's something about being around a table that makes it better, I think. Exactly. Like, I agree. We even talked about this with the podcast last week that, like, you know, even with the podcast, like, we only get probably like an hour, hour and a half out of our podcast. Now, if we're sitting around a table, it's two and a half, three hours long every time. You know what I mean? There's, yeah, there's just a different energy about being in a room together. And to me, I'm, I'm a fucking purist when it comes to gaming, man. I want to sit at a table with a piece of paper and a set of dice. I don't want some app that has my fucking character sheet on it. I don't want some app that rolls dice for me. I want fucking seven plastic dice with an additional 60 as a backup because everybody has to have that many. Yeah. And then a piece of paper. Like, <laughs> you know. And then a hammer to smash my 20-sider when it gives me the third one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but Trent, what I'm hearing is I need to build Colossus bigger so we can still game. Fuck that yes. table. <laughs> that table already takes up three a half of my fucking living area. If it got Make it more there, dangerous, I would have to live in it, and that thing bites me fucking daily. <laughs> I think that would be such an amazing part of the Lunatic Parade streaming experience when we play our game. It would become like a drinking game where they're like, okay, you gotta drink every time Colossus bites Trent. You know. <laughs> we would have no listeners because they'd all be dead from alcohol poisoning. Like, <laughs> but, but you yeah, know dude. me, I'm not too technologically adept. And uh, while uh, our DM puts the die characters together, 
uh, with our help in the one game I'm in. And the Pathfinder thing is kind of on hiatus because nobody can seem to get together. I decided, well, let's get the GM experience out of the way and I'll, I'll dungeon master an adventure on there. So I put a group together and I've been trying to explore that. And I had literally a moment of crisis last night with nerd rage where like I fucking had it. Like I gave myself a headache. Uh, I, I, I trying to create maps on that for people who know how to do this stuff or they're very computer uh, fluid. This would probably be a snap. But I, I get very stymied by the layers. You know, you put the map on one layer and then you can put the objects on the object token layer. It's on top of it, just for example, and not to go into the whole mechanics of it, but that's one of those things where I get that all fudged up and then I get the battle grid crooked and I didn't get that right. And I, I, I literally, I don't have a c- cigarettes or anything, but I wanted to smoke like a whole pack uh, <laughs> in frustration just from that, I told Cheryl, I was like, I can't believe this. Never in my life have I been more equipped uh, with minis and maps and all the books and everything I need to create an adventure for my friends. And I'm literally having to recreate all these things digitally. And it's not, it makes me crazy. Like, this is not what I want. And it's not what I'm good at either, you know? Ugh. You rage quit cartography. That's essentially oh, what happened. Yeah. <laughs> cartography. Exactly. Like, I know how technologically, in, in, you know, inept, no offense, Curtis, the Curtis is. No, it is. It's not, it's not what I do. It's not what I want to do, you know? Yeah. And I can just, I have this vision in my head of you in your beard and a beer sitting in front of your computer trying to build a map. And it is absolute <laughs> hilarity. Like, I can just, <laughs> Beards like just south of here, just like. Blah, 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 like <laughs> wait, I, I del- wait, what you put in combination? I deleted everything. Crap, crap, crap. I know, right? Right? Exactly. Jesus, man. Well, but honestly, I shouldn't complain. Roll twenty for those of you that are interested in it. That you can get a paid subscription, and a lot of these things are there for you. Um, even the one I, I I put a module on there that's completely free. There's just some extra things that I felt they left out. I'm trying to create myself for my players. It's, it's incredible. We live in a time where that's a thing. Like really, honestly, if I were, uh, you know, more adept at this, this would be a dream come true. Cause I can just with nothing go out and just pick random people to come in and play Dungeons and Dragons with me. You know what right. I mean? We, we grew up in BFE where there is no group. There is no, and for kids nowadays, especially the ones now that are just stuck in their houses, there's this amazing resource that just goes on and on and on and on. Uh, Good for them, you know? It's just not my experience, that's all. Yeah, it's been a big thought of mine since we kind of, you know, spun up First Table Gaming was to kind of create an online space that does, it takes all the things that Roll20 does, but removes all the suck, and it's completely free. You know what I mean? Like, I have a lot of ideas around that, so that's something I might bring down the pipe. You know what I mean? Like, I think that would really be cool. Just, you know, here. Here's a community, fucking forums, all that kind of stuff. Run your games through it. Do everything that you need to do through it. I'm not going to charge you a fucking dime. You know, here. Enjoy. You know, but 
the same time, I'm talking about building something I would never use. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, have, I have no interest in ever doing that. Like, I love the game and I miss gaming, but I, if I'm going to sit down in front of a screen and game, I'm going to play a video game. I'm not going to do this because it's right. just not the same fucking thing, you know? Right. It doesn't well, feel the same. No, it also shows how old we are. Yeah, that's true. And I've noticed that with age. You know, I'm in my mid-40s now. And I've gotten to the point where, like, I'm starting to become a purist on shit. Like, you know, back when I was younger and my dad's, you know, my dad would have that. No, man, I'm used to doing it this way. And I, what the fuck ever, come along, you know, evolve with the times, evolve, old man. Now I'm like, fuck you, no. I don't want an e-reader, I want a book. I don't want to play my fucking D&D through a computer. I want to sit at the table and do it with paper. You know, like, that's something that just, I think, comes with age at some point. You're just like, I like to do it this way. And nobody's going to tell me that I'm wrong for doing it that way. Bob's I in here twice. It's happening to me because I wasn't. And I'm going to need you to get off my fucking yard. <laughs> you were that kid, Trent, that was like computers, video games, all that shit. You couldn't get enough of it. You couldn't get yeah. your hands on the, the that power glove from Wizard. You know what I mean? Like you wanted more, all of it. Like this is yeah. what I want. And I've never wanted that. So I, I was quick to go fuck that kindle i don't need that and then once i i read on the internet that like uh all robert e howard stuff became public domain and it was free i was like oh i just carry it around <laughs> yeah click of a button all goes it goes on this thing yeah give me give me yeah, maybe it ain't so bad anymore Right, I love my Kindle now. Yeah. Yeah, I did end up buying myself an eight-inch tablet. It's a shitty, like it's just a like some Chinese off-brand thing I found on Amazon, but it's perfect for an e-reader, and I have been using it. And I'm like, I just have to find this excellent balance between reading things using my e-reader and buying books because I want to support authors. You know, I want to write a book. I want to write a book and publish it. So I want people to continue to buy the actual tangible books. So I will always do that. Like I will always support authors and buy their material, but it's great. Like when I'm sitting around right now going, I want to read something different than anything I have. Like I was on there. I'm like, okay, cool. This book looks cool. It's called the Atlantis gene. I'm going to check it out. And I've been flying through them like about a hundred pages into it right now. It's a cool little book. It was completely free on Amazon through Amazon prime. Like the, the exposure as is basically walking around with a library in your palm is yeah. pretty fucking amazing. Like I have to admit, that is pretty amazing. I dig that, you know. I like I like that because if you're like me, I'm the kind of guy that I don't like opening my role play books for more than 45 degree angles to save the binding. Yeah. And so if you put it on a tablet, it's like uh, like if I have an extra copy, like I have three copies of a player's handbook. It's like whatever, trash that. I don't care. I got two more. <laughs> but if I only have one, I want my tablet. So that it's like, well, that's okay. Can't spill nothing on that. And I have a history of if someone has Mountain Dew at a table that I'm sitting at, it is going to spill and it's going to find its way on my, towards my books, even if they're uphill. Hey, I, it's not I, a character sheet until you've spilled something on it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I, I, I do like also being able to search. Sometimes that is the handiest thing on the oh, planet when you're like, what is that rule? Where is it? Which page? That is very true. That is one thing I will admit. Like, I have been preaching about how I like, you know, pen and paper gaming, and I do. I don't like the apps that do your character sheets, but I will admit that some of the app resources 
are pretty fucking amazing. Like, there's a really great one for Pathfinder 2. That's like, you bring that shit up on your phone, you're like, I'm going to search for Fireball. There's everything I need to know about Fireball. Like, that's, that's really cool. Oh, which reminds me, I forgot to tell you guys, I, mean, I was going to spring this on you guys the next time we get the game, but I, I just can't wait. Alexa released a new app, which she's probably going to talk to me now because I said her name. But they released a new app that you can literally say, you could be like, Alexa, roll 3D6, and she'll come up with a random number. And you can say, like, Alexa, describe Magic Missile, and she will describe Magic Missile for you from 5th edition. It's a new Alexa app. So you can, like, literally just talk to her, and she will explain this shit to you. I'm like, dude, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> that's really cool. All right, so how do I sound now? Now you're echoing all over the place. <laughs> you're making up for last week of no Bob. I was gonna, there you go. It's probably because you were logged in with your phone and your computer at the same time. So try talking again, Bob. All right, try it now. There we go. Awesome. That's where we go. Holy uh, shit, I figured out technology. Woohoo! <laughs> one Bob's oh, one Bob. many. <laughs> oh, Stormy. Yes. So before I forget, there's one other game involving fairy types, but you have to go to the world of darkness for that. Oh, I love darkness. Okay, it's uh, called Changeling the Dreaming. Oh, let me write this down. You're basically, you're basically playing different kinds of uh, changelings, or, I mean, that's what a fairy is. And you're in a, basically, there's, it takes all the fairy and changeling things from different myths, like trolls and satyrs, and you're in this, uh, let me just read the description. <laughs> Changelings are exiles, condemned to live in one world, yet born of another. Though our world is where they reside, their true home is and always will be Arcadia, the heart of the dreaming. Ultimately, however, it is in our world, this place of gloom, cynicism, hatred, and logic, that they must reside and somehow survive. So, basically, like, I don't know if you know Puck from... Um, Gargoyles or... From yes. They're like that. They're basically dressed as humans yeah. trying to survive with fairy magic. Oh, cool. oh that's cool. They're basically, because what happened was as like the scientific revolution happened, people stopped believing in magic and all that, and their powers dwindled. Right on. So it's, it's a lot like that. And it's in the world of darkness, which is primarily vampires and werewolves, which makes it more interesting. That'd be cool. Yeah, I believe... Oh. Uh, Stormy, I believe Bob and John were both playing a World of Darkness game with that one guy that made John like almost rage quit gaming forever. Remember he? Oh, went yeah, around, absolutely. That's what we playing. Yeah, yeah, we, we. Yeah, whenever we moved up here, we we stayed with our good with our, our good friend John for a couple of weeks while we were looking for an apartment, and him and Bob were gaming, playing World of Darkness as somewhere. And uh, I remember John came home one night, and like I had to go out on the porch with him while he he raged out for a good forty five minutes about this dude, and then they never played again. <laughs> like, <laughs> the next thing we did, I think, I think the next time we saw him, Bob, was when you and I came and picked up Colossus from his house. Yes. <laughs> uh, so one thing I like about Changeling is the ultimate enemy that although you could it's like our game the Lazarus Strike you'll never be able to fight an angel the true fae in that are like epic level godlike characters mm -hmm. and all they're trying to do is gather you back up because you've escaped from their control and they've built you the way they want you and they want you back it sounds really cool man yeah. I mean 
the World of Darkness games, I've thought a lot about picking up just because, number one, I'm a collector of games, and I, I want to gather all the role-playing books that I possibly can. But number two, like, I want that option to be able to play something different. And, like, I've been, I want, I've been really wanting to play something different lately. Like, I've talked about this many a times. I love Sword and Sorcery. I think it's awesome. I love Pathfinder. D&D 5th is fun. It's not my favorite, but I still enjoy it. But I want to do something different. And like, so I've been thinking a lot about picking those, get those books up um, to do something in there. Cause I know we're getting ready to do, I know John, like I said, you know, what happens when you lock John in a house for, for two months, you know, he literally has dude, Kurt, I've talked to him. He, he literally has like seven adventures written. Like he's got like seven, he's got our entire Cthulhu adventure written. He has the rest of the Pathfinder campaign written for his piece. He has like another two Cthulhu campaigns written, another Pathfinder campaign written, and a full Star Wars campaign written. Like, all ready to go. Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm stoked, man. I, the Star Wars one I'm really excited about, but World of Darkness is, in, is a world I have never played in. I've seen the books, but I've never played in them because I remember looking at the werewolf one, and I really wanted to play that because I'm a werewolf guy. I'm not, I, I prefer werewolves over vampires. Every so day. it's like, you know, I'm like, I'm totally Team Jacob, man, Team Jacob. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm with you. I I love Vampire the Masquerade, but my first foray into that was Werewolf the Apocalypse, and I was hooked. Yeah, the fact of just Krenos down and turning into like an eight foot tall hulking <laughs> werewolf that just could like sharpen. And I took the the one gift Razor Claws, where you're just sharpening your claws on like a nearby stone <laughs> right before the fight. And it's like, it gives you, it not only gives you damage bonus, but it's menacing to everyone. Right, exactly. Like, and like if someone sees you Krenos out into your full werewolf form, there's a table you got to roll to see how people react. And so some, most people are going to like piss their pants and run away or curl up and be like, it's not real, man. It's not real. <laughs> but then there's one where it's like, guy pulls out his Remington and he's like, I've taken out worse. Somehow, <laughs> right somehow i just picture thomas doing that <laughs> like just just finding a blade and being like i've seen worse right yeah maybe maybe <laughs> you're the I, one that you know why i get that because you're the one that wears the shirt that says flam oh wait wait what is it a um fireproof challenge challenge accepted, accepted. yep <laughs> Hey, it's a good challenge. I haven't found a fireproof thing that hasn't burned yet. <laughs> no, see, I created a vampire for Ben's campaign. Remember, he was gonna let me play that homebrew from um, uh, what's um, D Beyond? We got it from yes. D Beyond, yeah. Or descend into Avernus, the one in Hell. Yeah. Yeah, we still haven't even gotten to that one yet because we're still doing the fucking never-ending fucking Dungeon of the Mad Mage. Which I, I'm, I've been trying to figure out forever. I got, I got to yeah, Rage Master. We got, we got to get your opinion on this. Like, we're in this game, and like, like we went when we got, you know I don't know if you've ever played Dungeon of the Mad Mage, but like in the new fifth edition, no. basically like Dragon Heist is you're solving this problem in Waterdeep, and like one of the things you do is you get a building as a base of operations. Well, I, my backstory is for my my stuttering wizard or stuttering sorcerer is he's a he's a brewer. He, he he was he was a prodigy brewer and then discovered that he had wild magic sorcerer abilities and has been on the run from this like uh, fucking 
from the lord of his of, of the town he grew up in and like so i'm like well shit let's open a bar and we literally spent like seven seven eight weeks like building this thriving business in Waterdeep to the point where right now like we're making like almost 800 gold a week that's after expenses we own like four major properties in Waterdeep and then we go down and into the dungeon of the mad mage and the whole time we're down there, I'm like, why the fuck are we here? We're like say, wealthy. Why go adventuring? Exactly. Like we're like wealthy landowners in Waterdeep. We're friends with like three of the lords of Waterdeep. Like, why are we doing this? At that point, you might as well just make new characters that are be hiring but that are to be hired by your character to go into the, the dungeon <laughs> because it's like, man, why would I do this? Let's just hire some jabroni to do it. <laughs> we are literally like, we're like the, the Soprano family of fucking Waterdeep, dude. Like, we we reinvested and raised the Xantarum back up after they went broke. We funded Volo's <laughs> guide. Like, we fund, funded Volo's uh, fucking mission. Like, you know, there's a Open Lord of Waterdeep owes us money. The other, the Open Lord of Waterdeep doesn't owe us money, but she loves our beer. Another Lord of Waterdeep owes us money. I'm like, dude, we, we run this fucking city. Why are we in the fucking contention of the mad mage right now <laughs> allow rasgod to retort is he pulled alistair you make really good beer you also shoot fire from your fingertips some part of this is selling beer the other half is dungeon crawling i could also be a cook <laughs> you know but i will admit once we got the skull port in the dungeon of the mad mage me and Kurt, me, Arasco and Alistar scoped it out and found a couple of places that we think we're going to purchase and open a sister brewery <laughs> in Skullport and then create a shipping lane between Skullport and Waterdeep to transport our beer down there. We even made a deal with the Goblin King to bring him our, our brew, and that's why he set us free. So we're basically just businessmen. We're literally playing like business tycoon in fucking Waterdeep. <laughs> Yeah. You're not even running adventures. You're just running a business. <laughs> Dude, it was insane. Like, when are you I, going to start putting stock out? <laughs> Our decisions is going public this week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, the, the DM should just start doing this. All right, let's see. Today, the hops crop. Oh, man. It was flooded, man. You're going to. This is going to hurt your bottom line. <laughs> and unfortunately, well, I, they're investigating you being audited right now. So tax... <laughs> <laughs> well, at the same time, too, Kurt's thief, the Dragonborn, uh, Roscoe, has also created an entire spy network of were-rats. that have like in charge of hiring. <laughs> I put him in charge of HR. And he created, like, this entire spy network of were-rats and, like, street urchin kids that is, like like multiples now that like basically are running around the city gathering useful information about all these people. I'm like, we are literally, we literally run this town. Like we run this town. Why are we doing anything else? Why do we care about this dungeon anymore? <laughs> the were rats have also what cleaned up a couple of people play Dungeons and Dragons. Do you know what I mean? Right. I mean, like Bob said, well, yeah, the were rats cleaned up a couple of our messes for us, didn't they? <laughs> it's like several people have just disappeared because uh, they were loose ends. <laughs> well, that happened because we went into that manor in search of the, the person who tried to who set up a fireball in front of our bar. And then 
we just decided to go on a murder rampage and like killed everybody in the house, including the mother. And like all that was left over was the father and the two kids. We basically threatened them and said, you're not going to tell the police the truth or we will do the same thing to you. So the weird rats found him and murdered him. <laughs> Poor Burl. Like, Burl, look over there. Get out. <laughs> Cleric, look the other way. Look, God is here. <laughs> Trent. I was just thinking, you said you wanted to try something new. Yeah. I got a book here that I never used, but looked awesome. It's a game called The Esoterrorists. I've never uh, heard of that. Yeah, I found it by accident. But it's uh, the, the, the back is saying, since I never played it, from the depths of the outer dark, I'll dread entities of fathomless malignness. <laughs> I just made that part up. Eager to devour our identity. So basically, dark supernatural forces trying to come and get us. Abetting them in their scheme to shred the barrier between realities are the esoterrorists, an elusive network of occult conspirators. Only you, the elite investigators of the Ordo Veritas, with flashlights ready and sidearms drawn, stand in their way. Basically, you're like supernatural detectives. That's kind of cool. And like, Sounds familiar to uh, Call of Cthulhu almost. Kind of. Yeah, yeah kinda. similar. But, like, instead of in Call of Cthulhu, where, like, this is an organization where you're deliberately going after them. Right. And, like, my favorite thing is equip your character with fine-grained investigative abilities, ranging from interrogation, data retrieval, and ever-popular forensic entomology, and the always useful BS detector. <laughs> <laughs> forensic entomology you could play hodgins from bones yeah. <laughs> and i just like the bs detector it's like yeah wow, that's i i wish i had that tell you what man i have one ever since i got back up here because i took a long break from playing games and when i got back up here in october 2018 i decided if i'm going to get back into gaming i am literally going to try everything so i don't give a fuck how shitty it is. I mean, damn, dude, we almost did the free Wendy's game that yeah. came out. That they gave out the free Wendy's released a free RPG that you could get whenever you all you do is go download it. And it was like I literally still think you should play it. Yeah. I think we should too. I have the entire I printed out all like 80 pages of the fucking rule book or whatever. Wait, wait, wait. 80 pages? Well, it was the rule book in it was the rule book and the adventure, and it was like all the characters were already all pre-made. So it was like literally a pre-built game that you could do. But yeah, Wendy's version of the Hamburglar you're fighting. Essentially, yeah, like all the islands were named after sandwiches. Um, oh, the islands, <laughs> okay. yeah, all that. Yeah, and then like the, the the different magic types were named after like desserts. Like you had the frosty mages and like. Shit like yeah. that. <laughs> Which, what do they do? They throw, like, brown ice cream at you? Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> this was made... When was this made? Uh, that happened, what? It was uh, during our podcast season last year. It would have been, I think, yeah, summer last year. a year ago, yeah. Really? So someone at Wendy's was like, we got we got to capitalize on this, this gaming stuff, man. No, no, no. There was a total geek high up in the company and was like, I'm doing this. You guys can't do shit about it. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Nerds are in charge of everything now, you know? Because it's either that or it's a guy that was told you got to make this and he was just like, I don't give a crap, Frosty. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is clever. You just glance at it, you'll see. Like, they put their heart into it because they knew it would be funny. You know what I mean? 
It was interesting to me too because, like, yes, it was 100% because of the popularity of things like Stranger Things and the popularity of, you know, Joe Mangianello coming out and saying that I always butcher that guy's name, but coming out and talking about like the fact that he plays D&D regularly, Deborah Ann Wall, the Critical Role guys, like that has brought such a mainstream light onto gaming that companies like Wendy's are like, fuck it, let's release a role-playing game. People love this shit now, you know? So for me... Check's Port of Doom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought it was awesome because of the fact that I love seeing gaming and role-playing games fall into, like, reach that far into mainstream life. But at the same time, it was so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, <laughs> you kind of have to do it. Yeah. Since we're on the subject of gaming, did everybody watch Dragon Strike today? And how? Oh my god! Oh my yeah. For the yes. seventh time. I was gonna say, yeah, I've seen that several times. I love yeah. that video. I had never seen it before, and I have questions. Like, I definitely have questions. I would like to know: number one, can anybody explain to me why everybody was dressed like they were at a a fucking medieval themed swinger party? Because that's exactly <laughs> what it looked like to me. You gotta admit the warrior's hair was just epic. Oh, that was another warrior, thing to bring up. Oh, the yeah. warrior was from uh, was an American gladiator, Malibu. Yeah, no <laughs> joke. I saw his name in the credits. His name was Kid Fury. That was his name in the credits. <laughs> Would you um, doubt him if he said that was his name? I mean, honestly, no, not at no. all. And oh dear lord, the, the feathered I hair. He said it was Malibu. I'd believe him. There was so much feathered hair. It was unreal. Um, if that wizard's fireball went off too close to that guy, it would be a mushroom cloud. I mean, exactly. it would go up. It would do more than 10d6. I guess. I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought up wizard, because that brings me to my next question. Oh, my why was he have a wolf on his head? Number one, wolf? Why, why was he dressed like a druid? <laughs> and number two, I thought magic missile never missed. But his magic missile missed. The first one he shot missed. <laughs> it went around the man scorpion, which great creature name, went around the man scorpion and hit the wall behind him. I didn't think oh, magic wait. missile ever missed. Wait a minute. Man scorpions don't exist in fifth edition? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do they? <laughs> like, no, I'm dead serious. Because in second edition, they existed. Uh, we fought many a giant scorpion, but never a man scorpion. No, hold on. Let me look. Let me look. <laughs> Yeah, they exist. I I believe you. I I've, I've used them. I was gonna say, Bob, you you are the keeper of fucking the keeper of the code when it comes to all this fucking D and D knowledge. You tell me right, there I'm are looking, man scorpions in fifth edition. I'm, so looking, a, I'm looking in the second edition monster manual right now. So there's a place in Undermountain called Azrael's Gauntlet where you fought a effectively centaur that was part man, part scorpion. Yeah. I mean, the fucking Scorpion King. The viewers can't see it, but there he is. It's fucking. Oh, wow. They even made him red. He even looks like he did in the video. Like, holy shit. Wow. Well, second edition. All right. Still, why did the magic missile miss? Uh, shield spell will deflect it. But they wow. never. The, the, did the Scorpion cast a spell? He Dude, fired at it. The scorpion moved, and it went around the scorpion and hit the wall behind the wizard. It, it was enchanted. The, the man scorpion was enchanted by Teraptus, so it was special. Okay. Uh, I can accept that. I will accept that. <laughs> then, the wizard did it, yeah. Then the last oh, one. The, did it. 
another question I have is when the party fight after they split up, which was hilarious because that happens in every fucking D and D game we play. Everybody decides to go their own way. When they all got back together and there was the door the thief had to unlock, why were they all sparkling? <laughs> all of them were sparkling. Because I think that's the green screen effect started failing. <laughs> no, it was. Reason. It looked obvious that they were all sparkling, like sparkles, sparkles well, everywhere. Like, was that because of the trap? But there wasn't a trap. She didn't find one. No, she didn't. Okay. Or was that, that weird? Or was that little? Or was that the weird? She's running her hand around the door thing, and then it like went to a shot of like a string breaking. So maybe maybe she disarmed the trap. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm wondering. I'm wondering why this why the dwarf looked like Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, why was he like using like a three dollar hammer from fucking goddamn you know from the dollar store as a dwarven hammer? I'm like, what is that, dude? Like, no, a dwarf would laugh at you if you said that was his hammer. Like, <laughs> and also, how about you? Def- how how powerful is that warrior sword? I mean, you're deflecting everything with that thing. All yeah, right. He's like literally. He was just deflecting fireballs with it, like no problem. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, Takes everyone else out, out, and then he's just, oh no, I got a sword. I'm good. So what we've learned from Dragon Strike is don't be the wizard. Your magic missiles <laughs> miss, and your fireballs are easily deflected. Exactly, and you dress like a druid. I still don't understand why you look like a fucking druid. I cannot. I don't understand that. True, though. The wizard. Just to let you know, if you don't know anything about D&D, just based on this video, before they even started, the wizard was dead. <laughs> like, <Yeah. you> know, <laughs> the wizard's already dead. He doesn't have shit. We're going to revive him already before the first thing they did. Well, remember, the wizard needed a wand, too. It's like, this, this isn't Harry Potter. <laughs> you can cast a spell without a wand. Exactly. Also, Dumb where they're like, oh, this is my wand that got stolen earlier. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and all his spells came from scrolls. He's like, blah, 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 blah. you know, like, and the scroll would burn up. And yeah. he's like, no, like, you know, you do the, you do the fucking cap, you know, the the fucking Doctor Strange thing, like, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was atrocious. It was worse than Velocipaster. Um, yeah, because because it took itself so seriously. <laughs> like, well. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that elf with the green yeah. paint, eye paint, <laughs> from like lick the, the 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 feather on his on his bow and be like, what? Why did he lick the feather? He licked the feather. That part is so disturbing. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> well, plus, did you see how it went? Yeah. He was like he was like sitting there and he was like making dog noises, standing there. All of a sudden, he goes, <gasps> and then he licks the feather. He was like surprised by his bow and then licked it. And I'm like. Is this guy having a seizure? What the fuck's going on? Like, well, also, he used the bow to fight Curly and Moe with, he oh. used it as a staff. Dude, which is perfectly acceptable. You could do that with a nice, strong longbow. But what was up with the Three Stooges? Orcs, dude. I mean, like, orcs, orcs are dumb, but they're not that dumb. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That's not the dumbest one. The Minotaur that walks into its own trap. <laughs> And the trap is a giant spring that goes boing. And like, it's like, wait, did he just 
teleport through? He just phased through the wall? Well, it was he even worse when you find out what that was later, because again, at the end, it tells you, oh, yeah, wait, the Dungeon Master's pause video, and we'll talk to you, and you find out that's <laughs> the own Dungeon Master's trap or whatever. Yeah. You go, that's even worse. What I loved about, my favorite part about the Minotaur was, again, dressed like he was had to do a medieval-themed fucking swingers party. But... <laughs> Like the mask was like something you bought for four fifty at Walmart. Like it was the yeah. shittiest cow mask in the history of cow masks. It wasn't even a bull. It was like a shitty cow like mask <laughs> over the guy's head. Like and just what slowly, the- weirdly walk. <laughs> yeah, pull him in the draw. <laughs> yeah, the walk is bad because they put it on top of a stage hand, and we're like, Mike didn't make it, so just like. Walk that way. Right. All right. Turn, turn left. No, clutch the axe more. All right. Now turn right. Right. A little more awkward. Hey, we, we want to get the upskirt camera angle here. So make sure you're walking, you know, like. Wait, you, oh, crap. He forgot to wear underwear. Yeah, dude. I mean, the, the thief looked like, like, literally, like somebody took medieval times and Hooters and made a restaurant out of it and said, You're going to work here. You know, yeah. like. Well, I also like, love that thief's first interaction on the bridge was stealing the warrior's purse. You're like, Yeah, I know, right? The thief was my probably my favorite character. She was just like, Fuck all you guys. You guys are idiots. Like, <laughs> oh, but wait. Remember when she was fighting the dragon with her oh so deadly whip? Whip. <laughs> Who brings a whip? You're not Indiana Jones. It only works in the movies. Like, <laughs> I will whip the scorpion and the. Oh, really? I think the scorpion might like it. Yeah, I mean, two people can pull it off: Indiana Jones and Simon Belmont. And you are yeah. nice. Yeah, exactly. So why is the scorpion kills itself with its own venom? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like how It's like literally me drinking my own blood and dying from it. Like, you know, like <laughs> my own bodily fluids can kill me. Oh, what a dichotomy I live. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> shit, I beat on myself. Fuck, honey, I'm dead. Sorry. You know, like <laughs> makes going to the bathroom real dangerous. Exactly, dude. <laughs> you know? Wow, That's man. A very real props a thing for man scorpions when they're children, they're told, you better watch it. <laughs> watch it with your tail, man. Exactly. You got to learn to use that thing, man. You got to learn to use it. You'll put your eye out. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> Don't swing that thing around too wildly. Well, Good like, you know, when the, the man scorpion babies are born, the rabbi comes out and he clips the tail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a religious ceremony. I see. <laughs> like I'm chink. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, where how the fuck here? did we get here? <laughs> we did it! That's the one where everybody drink. We fucking went from let's talk about this movie to circumcision. Like, how the hell does that happen? Kurt, I blame you. Kurt, Kurt. you. Oh, good Lord. So my take on the Dragon Strike video, awful. I would love to see somebody remake that. That should be something the Lunatic Parade should do. We should work with you guys, too. Like, we should do a collaborative effort using modern technology to remake, do a reboot of that video. <laughs> can I be Can I be the floating disembodied head that's doing this running the game? Yes. You have With to do that. With the obvious turtleneck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Being brave tonight. 
Cast and finally cast pause VHS spell. <laughs> <laughs> the ridiculous overacting, you know what I mean? Like, it was insane, dude. Like, and I loved, like, I want to be the thief. You're on. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Can I be the warrior? Sure. I want magic. Yeah. You don't have it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that Try guy was asking a, the king. Yeah, that guy was hysterical, man. Nah. Oh God. I recognize once John as the jester. Yes. Because he's also <laughs> the evil guy. So it's like <laughs> right? I did recognize the guy who played the king, though. He was in and Stormy will know this. He was in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. He plays the guy who is the car salesman who lights up a cigarette with an oxygen and it, it oh! gets burned. That's yeah. him. Like it's, it was the guy who Holy played the king. Shit. Like <laughs> I have that's weird... what makes us nerds. That right there, that quality of for we don't even for a second go. Oh, uh, we already know. We're like, oh, that's the guy from Dragon Strike. Who the fuck else would watch that? <laughs> I, have, I recognized I have... him. I recognized him as the neighbor from Problem Child too. Right. Exactly. Oh, oh, oh. Exactly. The one with the grill that blows himself up because. Yes. Like, Junior Wait. doesn't like him, so he turns the gas way up, and when the guy Wait. throws the match in, it blows up. I've a pattern here. He's getting blown up a lot. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Wait, you didn't know there was a problem child, too? No, like, I remember a problem child, like John Ritter, uh, but, uh, and Gilbert. Yeah, there's a two, it's not bad. There's a, he, there's a girl in there that's just like Junior. Yeah. You can stop watching after two. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this mole? There's like three or four. Just stop after two. Yeah. <laughs> the additional sequels were considerably unnecessary. I oh agree. My God. I mean, I think they got Gilbert Gottfried because he had nothing better going on. Right. He was also himself in uh, the cartoon again. Nothing right. else was going on. Yep, I agree. You know what cartoon I just discovered? I, I, I almost forgot I was going to discuss this with you guys. Were you aware there was a Swamp Thing cartoon? Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah okay. The theme Go song was up. awesome. Go look up the theme song for it. The theme song for the Swamp Thing cartoon is the best thing ever. It's fucking hilarious. It is like a heavy metal version of like, Wild Thing, you make my mother sing Swamp Thing. thing. You are amazing. And shit awful. Shit-tastic. That's all I'm going to make up the word. And yeah. Wow. And based on like, what I saw, oh. there had to be a cool line of toys that came with it, with like jacked up swamp vehicles and. Yeah. There was. Oh my there god! Was a toy line. There was See? a toy line. There was because I, I had a couple of them. There was a That's swamp awesome. thing, and and like because in the cartoon, his hand would turn into like a vine that would reach out. Uh -huh. He had like a little fist that would shoot out and had a string attached to it. <laughs> and there was another one that was like part sticks, part that, and then he had like. Uh, a, a play set that was exactly the same as the Star Wars Dagobah play set from <laughs> In fact, let me see if Kenner made it because that would make sense because Kenner made already have the mold just kick him back out yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just paint it a different color <laughs> because Kenner did that with uh, they made the Ewok village and then when Robin Hood Prince of Thieves came out they got that toy line they're just like ah Let's just do that, but but add some greenery to it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so Sherwood Forest playset from Rodman Prince of Thieves was the Ewok Village with a couple extra leaves on it. <laughs> <laughs> See, though, you know, like uh, the Swamp Thing, that, that's what I love so much about the, the DC series was 
they took Swamp Thing and they went dark with it. They made it fucking amazing. I don't know if you guys watched that, but like, oh yes, that's nope. Swamp Thing. That Swamp Thing series, man. Like, you know, everything is doing free. Freaking uh, everything is doing like like thirty days free right now. Sign up for freaking DC streaming. Watch all of Titans. Watch the Harley Quinn cartoon. Watch Swamp Thing. Watch Doom Patrol, and then cancel it if you want to. Because all four of those shows are masterpieces. Like those, I, I I canceled it because we were struggling financially. But like, I will turn that show back on as soon as I can. Be that service back on because, to be honest with you, the Mandalorian rocked. It was amazing. But that yeah, was in comparison. DC streaming is killing Disney Plus right now. Yeah, killing them. I have yet to see a DC streaming show come out that was not good. Like the Harley Quinn cartoon is one of the greatest things I have ever seen. Like we sat down and forced, forced Bob to watch some episodes and fucking John watched almost the whole thing with us. It yeah. is fucking hysterical. It's, it's the family guy, but it's Harley Quinn and fucking Poison Ivy living together in an apartment. And it's fucking hysterical. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a total raunchy adult cartoon, but it's done from the perspective of a sitcom. Swamp Thing, though, was like, they went dark and evil and horrific with that thing. It was so well done. It was amazing. I heard it was, I heard it was really expensive to make, which is partially why they stopped doing it. Because just about everything was filmed in the dark, which is expensive to begin yeah. with. But then you right. got the CGI. Yeah, I mean, luckily they did most of Swamp Thing was... was um, was uh, regular effects, like, uh, what, I can't remember what they call them, not CG. Practical effects. Practical, practical effects, thank you. Um, most of the, most of the, Swamp Thing was practical, except for whenever he, like, went nuts and, like, his arms would shoot out and impale people up into the air and, like, all that kind of stuff was all CG. But, um, like, he, he the, the practical effects on him were freaking amazing. Like, it was really, really well done. And, like, the show was amazing. I get it. I understand it cost a lot of money to make. But I'm telling you, if you if if they would have put a little more force behind marketing on it, like that show would have been up there, Mandalorian level to me. Like it would have been, it, you could have made that show so freaking popular and got such a following behind it because it reminds me of like you know like the Daredevil thing on Netflix. You know they went nice and dark with Daredevil and attracted yeah. an adult audience to it. And you could have done that with Swamp Thing. You could that show was fucking awesome. Like they could have done it. There, that's my DC rant. <laughs> I was going to watch the rest of the Harley Quinn, but I'm not allowed over at your house anymore. You are allowed over at my house. It's just I'm just giving it some time, man. You still interact with the public, and I don't want to die. So <laughs> uh, I will be interacting with the public a whole lot less because the total hours for the store next week are 84. Oh, Whoa. holy what? shit! So yeah, what are you for four hours a week. Uh, well, they cut all uh, Dick Sporting Goods. Yeah, I finally said it. I don't give a shit anymore. Um, cut 40,000 employees. Uh, there are four of us working in the store, and we're each getting 20 hours. Wow. And that's, are you getting compensated? Bob, we've allotted you that hammock over there. Uh, <laughs> are you getting compensated for the hours you're not working, or are you only getting paid part-time right now? Um, I'm supposed to file for partial unemployment, whatever the fuck that means. Wow, dude. Oh. This shit is crazy, man. My company, I, I, today, t 
told us they, they laid off five people and put 18 people on furlough. And, like, we got to watch out come June. You know what I mean? June, like, things got to start turning around or there's going to be more. I read today that Yelp, Yelp laid off a thousand employees and furloughed another thousand today. Like, it's crazy, man. Yeah, they didn't lay anybody off. They furloughed them, which my boss used that word like 90 times in a sentence. And I'm pretty sure he didn't know what it meant. I kept right. quoting, I kept, kept quoting Princess Bride to him. He had no clue what I was talking about. <laughs> I don't think you know what it means. You kept using right. that word. I do not think it means. What do you think? What do you think it means? <laughs> um, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I mean, my company's doing a great job with it. Like they're, you know, they, they furloughed a bunch of people, but they're still paying their health insurance. Like my, my HR department is helping everybody get signed up for unemployment. So like they're doing a really good job of taking care of the people that they had to per, per, like potentially, you know, let go for the time being. But like, it's a scary time, man. I read this morning that after last week, we're up to 14 million people in the last few weeks have signed up for unemployment. Like, our system is not built to handle that. We're going to hit a point of critical mass at some point where it's going to be like, Doom. you know what I mean? It's just, it's going to be done. Like, it's terrifying right now. It is very terrifying. Like, this whole coronavirus thing, I'm not as scared of the virus as I am of the the economical impact um, of, of what's happening. You know what I mean? Like, that, I think, is the most terrifying out of all of it. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring everybody down. Do you, you want to go back and talk about the really strange green elf? <laughs> so I got something to talk about. So I found a new game. Most of you guys know that I am a big, big, like, uh, tablet game player or, or phone player because of my tics. I, I can't use a, a regular, uh, like, joystick. So I can't really play, like, the PlayStation or Xbox really good. So I was thumbing around, and on a happy note, I know Disney isn't a very well-thought topic in in this group. However, I am a big <laughs> Disney freak, and I love Disney. I always will. They have a new game out called, and it's a little kiddish, but it's called um, uh, uh, Sorcerer's Arena. And it reminds me a lot of uh, the game I played. It was like... Um, Age of Magic, where it's set to where all the characters, the Disney characters, are, are like D&D characters. So, like, Ariel is a uh, clerk. Uh, Mickey is a sorcerer. And it's really, really cool. Like, I mean, I don't get a lot of time to play since I've been over-bombarded with masks, but it, it's my happy time. <laughs> it's where I go when I want to forget about all the unhappiness. It was really funny. I was sitting on the couch the other night, and she was playing it, and I'm, like, watching TV, or I was playing uh, Team Fight Tactics on League of Legends or something. And all of a sudden, I hear, oh, I got Tinkerbell. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the fairy discussion. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Which, by the way, Stormy, too, um, there's a YouTube channel called Shadowversity. And he did a series, he's like a real big sword enthusiast out of Australia. He does like medieval fighting and all. And he had a series called Fantasy Rearmed, where he talks about like best weapon for a giant, best weapon for an orc, best weapon to fight against a dwarf. And he did an episode, best weapon for fairies. (laughs) (laughs) And he bases it off of like, okay, so their strength would probably be like this. And they probably want to like, just go for the eyes. So toothpick? toothpick? I forget what he said. I think he said something like a pole arm. 
Right? Yeah. <laughs> I've watched him. I didn't see that one. <laughs> yeah, I missed that one too. I gotta go back and find it. Yeah, that's. I mean, I just now that you said Tinkerbell, I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah, why don't you go see what that he recommends and arm Tink with that? <laughs> <laughs> Here's Tinkerbell carrying a Naji Nada. You know, like what? <laughs> but but it, it, it's it's a lot of fun. And like uh, Sully from Monsters Inc., the big uh, uh, blue John Goodman monster. guy. Yeah. yeah. He's a barbarian. It's awesome. Like it's it's my happy place. I either blow up dragon, blow up cities with dragons, or I, she quests I, to try to save the world with the Disney princesses. I, so, like, yeah. well, so, if you're such a big Disney person, can you tell me if Onward is any good? Because that's on Disney Plus now, and my wife and I are thinking about watching it. Oh, we haven't watched it yet. I didn't know it was out on Disney Plus. Like, we we'll definitely have to check that out. I've been told it's really good. Okay. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the cast on that, dude, you got freaking Chris Pratt and uh, what's his name, Tom Holland. Like, yeah. those two together are going to be hysterical. Like, I mean, it's going to be funny regardless. And the fact that it's kind of built around like a D&D adventure almost, you know, kinda. like kind of it's got like a quest and that kind of stuff so i think it'll be good yeah we'll have to check that out for sure i didn't know that was out on disney no. shows how often i open disney plus so <laughs> well i'm like i said i'm going through clone wars so every time i open it it's the first thing right there that yeah, and the mandalorian like hey you want to watch the mandalorian again i think i will yeah exactly yeah I, I, pop, I pop on there sometimes where I'm like, I don't know what I want to watch tonight. And then I'm like, you know what? I'll go watch Avengers Earth Mightiest, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Because that, like, early 2000s Avengers cartoon is my favorite. Like, it's just freaking awesome. But Or I'll go watch the X-Men cartoon, which is so dated. Like, when I watch it, I'm like, oh, good Lord, man. Like, so good. It's amazing. But, like, the animation is so freaking dated in it. It's ridiculous, you know? That's dated. Go look at the original X-Men cartoon. I think that came out in the early 70s and late right. 60s. I think, yeah. I remember seeing it on TV because they're in the morning, sometimes they would show the old Fantastic Four cartoon after Spider-Man, but every once in a while you get a hiccup, and there were other, there was a Captain America cartoon, I remember them playing. But that, when that one showed on for a brief moment, there's not X-Men anything. And for a kid in the 70s and 80s, like, you're like, what? Wait, more! And it never came back. But, yeah, I went and revisited that a while ago, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is bad. Well, and then there was the, um, let's see, the, the Captain America one you mentioned that starts with that video, the song, when Captain America throws his mighty shield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the forces that oppose the shield must yield. <laughs> it's it's not as bad as the Swamp Thing theme. It, it's pretty. No, bad. I don't know. It's that's up for debate in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're both equally sucky. I'm not gonna. Do, I'm not gonna say they're good. And saying one is better than the other is like, well, you could have diarrhea or vomit. Right. Yeah. Which, which sandwich do you want to eat? You know, like. <laughs> but have you ever seen, you could YouTube this, the Japanese intro for the X Men cartoon, the 90s one? When you see no. it, you're just like, whoa. Right. My God. 
Well, they did a great job with like I don't know if you ever watched like the the anime versions of the X Men cartoons that they did uh, would have been sometime in the mid two thousands I think they did like an anime like a like a manga version of Wolverine and a manga version of the X Men that was really good like it was really really well done um, I was really impressed with it I was like this is freaking cool like those, those shows were good I used to be really heavily into anime I have a hard time with it now I, I go back to my old school roots like. I, I will sit down and watch like Battle Angel Alita, and I'll watch you know like uh, Ninja Scroll and Akira and that Ninja stuff any day of the week. Ninja Scroll, I love, man. I love that freaking <laughs> gallons of blood. Shoot, you cut a guy's arm off. It looks like uh, you just kicked a fire hydrant open, and blood's coming out. If you want to go that bad, watch Fists of the North Star. That oh, one yeah. is insane. It shows like their brains blowing up. Yeah, exactly. Like I love those. I love those cartoons. But like I can't get a guy like hits you right in the middle, and then he's like, well, after he goes, yeah, right. He's done. He's like, you will die in three seconds. (laughs) You don't know it, but you're dead already. And then all of a sudden, all the dents show up, and they just implode. Um, But yeah, no, I I can't get into like a lot of the new cartoons. I just am not like I know a lot of people are Naruto fans. A lot of people are fans of like. uh, I think it was called like Unamashi or Unama some shit like that. Yeah, I've heard I've heard of the the here by hero academia. Yeah, in Unasha, yeah. Unasha, yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of people tell me my hero academia is really good too. I just have a hard time getting into these more modern Japanese animations. I, I don't know why. I don't know what it is about them, but something just it's not what I think of when I think of Japan anime. I think of I think of Wicked City, I think of freaking Akira, I think of blood, guts, gore, insanity. <laughs> and it's like, you know, when I watch these new ones, I'm just kind of like, it's, it's not Japanese animation to me, but, it's, you know. Oh, they, they still exist. There's still some yeah. of them like that. I mean. Sure. I mean, it, that anime and manga is such a wide variety. I mean, have you ever seen, uh, oh, shoot, what was it called? Berser- uh, Berserk? Ooh. Berserk, I don't yeah. think I've seen uh, that one. Berserk is awesome it wasn't it was after the time you're talking about but it's about a guy named guts that's his name yep. guts and he's got a giant sword he's it's amazing like, oh. he's an anime version of conan oh wow oh, yeah and he'll just cleave through um, oh totally dan really- introduced me to them when we was living together he was i, I love that show great berserk was aw- and the theme song was awesome and like it just the music in there is awesome. Whenever they're charging into battle and that song starts, you're like, "Yeah, kill them, guts! Just kill everything! <laughs> kill oh, the tree! I don't care!" I want well, to uh, check that out. Uh, Gate. Have you heard of Gate? I've heard of Gate. Yeah. I've never watched it, but I have heard of it. Uh, that is kind of one of those where you're like, "Holy!" Because I mean, literally, you're watching cavalry get blown up by tanks, and you're like, "Okay." Yeah, right? See, that's what I love. That's what attracted me to Japanese animation in the 90s was, like, every time I watched something new, I went, what the fuck am I watching? Like, when I saw Wicked City and, like, the chick, like, her legs got all weird like a spider and she turned into, like, a giant biting vagina and ate this guy, I was like, what the fuck is this, man? Like, everything, there was always a what the fuck quality to everything that came out of the 90s for Japanese animation. Like, Akira, I still can't tell you what the fuck that movie's about. I've watched it probably 200 times. I still don't know what the fuck it's about. All I know is it's about a kid, who, one kid who gets some shit and turns into a giant blob and another kid 
who blows up the city and saves him. Like, it's fucking weird, man. Like, <laughs> you know, but it's, I, 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 that's what I like. I like that. What the fuck am I watching? And like, I just don't get that as much anymore. But anyway, on the note of comic books, I watched the Bloodshot movie. Oh, good. That was yeah, actually was. really good. It was, it was good. It was not spectacular. Um, I think it was, I think it, it, it had the potential to be really, really good. Um, I think it was one of those things where uh, uh, some of the best parts were left on the cutting room floor. But I will admit, though, that like how they did Bloodshot with the nanites and how they portrayed that was absolutely phenomenal. Like there were scenes where like Vin Diesel getting hit in the face and like his entire face ripping off and coming out like in blood and meat and gore, and then it would just all like reassemble back down as the nanites pulled back into his body. Like, there's a scene where he gets blown up with this fucking, like, propelled grenade. And, like, literally his, like, rib cage and arms are all, like, floating out like this. And they're all just, like, slowly reconstituting back to his body as the Nanites, like, kind of heal him. It was really cool. Like, the way they treated it was awesome. I thought it was really well done. It's just, I, I, it was missing that one little thing to make it absolutely amazing, you know? was missing that one little thing but there was there was a great bloodshot moment where he's like gray and he's got the big red light he's got the big red circle on his chest and i'm like oh shit that's straight out the freaking comics right there man and like that makes me really happy because we've talked about this multiple times about how like there are so many great comic books out there that are not marvel and dc they're from these alternative lines and i love seeing people starting to make things out of them you know like that makes me really freaking happy like I want to, I want to see somebody do a Johnny the Homicidal Maniac freaking animated film or cartoon. Like that would be absolutely awesome. Has anybody here ever read Johnny the Homicidal Maniac? No. Jonan Vasquez, he's a guy behind Invader Zim. Um he is, his first book was a book called Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. And the whole thing is about this serial killer who lives next door to this kid named Squee. And he figures out that there's a tunnel to Squee's room. And it goes underneath the ground and comes up in Squee's closet. And he spends most of his time torturing Squee. Not torturing him, but just like showing up in his house talking to him. This tiny little kid. <laughs> it is absolutely one of the best comics I've ever read in my entire life. Me and our good friend Tim actually went. We drove to Virginia and met Jodan Vasquez when he was doing a comic book signing out there. Um, I would love to see somebody do an animated version of that. Like, especially Kurt, the, the, the one book where he goes to, he goes to heaven and just spends the entire time walking around blowing people's heads up. He figures out he gets head exploding. Yeah, yeah. he gets kicked out. It's freaking it, awesome. Yeah, he, he figures out that he can think and make things happen. He just walks around and starts blowing up everybody's head. Like, oh, it's freaking fantastic. But I would love to see that, you know. I would love to see, we've talked many times about a Wildcats or a, or a Wetworks or, you know, please, Tom Todd McFarlane, stop fucking around and make me a good spawn movie like you know i want i want to see that stuff happen you know you know i could go for anything by ed brubaker he did a really good captain america run but he also did a bunch of independent uh pulpy noir stories like um there's one called incognito it's about a, a supervillain. uh there was one called fatale it's about a, a girl who is fighting these like cyclopean forces throughout a long time there was one called velvet about a spy that's a betrayed by a spy agency set in the 50s and 60s i'd go for any of those i like those i like sometimes you discover uh movies that are based on comics you didn't know exist or didn't know they were comics i noticed that netflix uh road to perdition showed up 
And it's probably one of the best comic to movie translations uh, I've right. ever seen. Great Tom Hanks movie. Those of you who've never seen it, I recommend you watch it. Yeah, Road to Perdition was really good. Really good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. No, I agree. I'd love to see some stuff like that, man. Just like different. Uh, I just, you freaked me out because you started sharing your screen. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry. I wanted to, if I can make it work. Because I want you to see this. This is like that berserk. Okay. And like no one, I know none of the listeners are going to see it, but they can hear the song, and that just don't get the point. Yeah, cool. let's, let's let's check it out. You have to turn up your volume. It's really hard to hear. It is hard to hear, but holy shit, what we're watching looks cool as hell. It looks absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. Lance, uh, and, finally! Uh, that animation looks really good, too. Yeah, look at those fucking mounts! Is that armor oh, yeah. on regular horses, or are those some kind of jacked-up creature? No, look that's not armor. Who the size of that fucking sword? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I need to watch this show. Yeah, when was this made? You guys, that's the, the name of the show is Berserk. But that's, I mean, that's, so that's, that's not the original. That's the newer one, but it's still awesome. Right, yeah. I'll check it out, man. Like, that's the kind of shit that I love. So, yeah, that's fucking perfect, man. I'll I mean, check that, that out. Just, and the song alone. Like, whenever I played that once in a game, I was, we were, like, on horseback charging, and I was like, Oh, I don't care if I'm dying. We're charging this thing. <laughs> I'm sure there's a giant. I'm charging this thing. Right? That reminds me, has anybody watched the movie I Kill Giants? No. Oh, I've never even heard of that movie. I, I kept seeing it. It's on Hulu. And I kept seeing it. And I'm like, it's got to be one of those really terrible, like, Asian films. It's just like like the the... the <laughs> The movie, the, the like poster for it looked like one of those like you know freaking Monkey King things, and I'm just like I'm not interested in watching. And then I watched it. Monkey King. I watched the trailer for it, and I'm like, oh wait a minute, this is like like literally it's like an American indie film, and it's like apparently from a comic book about this this little girl who she wears bunny ears and she believes she sees giants and that she she like she hunts these giants and murders them. And it's like, it fucking looks cool as shit, dude. It looks really, really good. Like, it's definitely like something I think we're going to probably try to watch over the weekend. I just Killer curious. Giants? I Kill Giants is what it's called. It's literally got a picture of a, here, let me find the, I'll find the picture and share it. Like, um, it, it's like, it, it's fucking cool, man. Um, here, let me find the, ah, here we are. Oh. Uh, view image. There we go. Let me share my screen. Like, this is the movie poster for it. <clears throat> right there. Like, I didn't know it was from... Oh. I didn't know it was from the producer of Harry Potter. Like, when I saw this trailer first, I was like, huh. none of this was on it. It was just the girl and the giant. I'm like, that looks like one of those terrible, like, Asian movies that I can't stand. But Zoe Saldana's in that. It looks like she's fighting yeah. with a skewered Tom Servo. What yeah, am that's I... <laughs> and she's this... got funny ears. Yeah, what this reminds me of, it looks a lot like the hammer from freaking Battle Angel Alita. You know, that's what it reminded me of. I was like, I wonder what this is like. So I watched the trailer last night. I was like, holy shit, this looks absolutely amazing. 
Like, it looks really good, you know? Like, and it's from a comic book. Um, and wait, is this already out? or Because it says April 6th. Is that like... Oh, it's been out. It came out in 2017. It's okay. on Hulu right now for free. You know, like, that's oh. where I, I saw it on Hulu. And I was like, oh, shit. And it's from 2017. Like, it looks really cool. I mean, it's definitely probably a young adult film. It's in that vein of, like, the Harry Potter kind of theme. Like, girl finds she has power and can do these things. But... Like, it looked cool, man. It looked really, really interesting. It's something I definitely am, I want to check out. So, um, speaking of that, what was that show we watched on Netflix, honey? Um, Which one? I'm, I'm Not Okay With This. Is that what it was called? Yes. From another comic. That's a really great one. It's, yes. it's called I'm, I'm Not Okay With This. It's like this offbeat, independent comic. And it's about this girl who her father passed away and they live in this Pennsylvania town in like the early 1980s. And like, she suddenly discovers that she has superpowers. She can like, like move shit with her mind and like set shit on fire. And it's this very coming of age story about her. It had the girl who stars in it is the girl who played um, Beth in the uh, it movie in the it chapter one um, with the played uh, the, the girl in it chapter one. Um, it was, it was a really good show. It was very funny it obviously had a lot of coming of age. I, I have a thing for coming of age movies for some reason, but I had a lot about like, you know, her dealing with growing up and her father and her dealing with like her feelings she has for her best friend and all this kind of stuff. But it was cool. It was like, and that's another example. Like, I didn't know that was from a comic book until we're watching it. All of a sudden I saw a pop up on the screen, like based on the comic by, I can't remember yeah. who I'm not okay with this. Like, I was like, wow, man. Like, so they are pulling, but I think it's just less, it's just less obvious, you know? Yeah. Digital print so, comments. Oh, sorry. No, I'm just oh, wanting to make a quick comment. Uh, so I find it funny, Trent, that you have like 97 windows open there, and I can't run Zoom on mine. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, talk, you're talking about comics. This is a studio. I don't even think they exist anymore. Radical. But I have a bunch of their stuff. The art was killer. You had Hercules, the Thracian Wars, and the Knives of Kush. You had, um, was another good one that I liked. The Last Days of American Crime. That was a good story. It was about, in the future, the U.S. government uses a satellite to mind control everybody to not commit crime anymore. And it's the last few days. There's a group of criminals that are like, well, the, the satellite's going online in three days. Let's do a heist. Oh, wow. heist in the world. Yeah, that sounds cool. Um, let's see. Damage that. <sighs> Damage that looked really familiar to me. The Hercules books too. The Hercules books look really familiar to me, and that damaged book looks really familiar to me. I I don't know. I didn't read that one. Caliber that was like King Arthur in the Wild West. Oh, nice. Caliber was a gun. That was pretty cool. I like that. City of Dust was good. It was about um ah shoot. It was it was set it was a sci-fi darn it I can't I can't remember what it was about now it was good I just remember that Driver of the Dead was awesome but really disturbing to me it's about a guy that basically like when someone dies he drives them to the he drives the dead body to the afterlife oh so he's kind of like uh, what's his name the the boatman Aaron, from River Sticks yeah. yeah yeah and, he's, and so but he's the new but it's in modern day Louisiana and it starts off with the voodoo guy dying and he's got to take him but someone's like going after different people with magic powers and he has to figure out what's going on it I mean I'm just looking at this 
um, this stuff. And these were good comics that would make good shows. Right. Yeah. Uh, Driver of the Dead Shrapnel. Yeah. Uh, there was there was an Aladdin that was really good. Well, oh, this man. is the thing. I I would not be surprised if someone did make some of this because we are in this universe now where more and more people are making and have access to make stuff like this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I, I, mean, I, I it doesn't. Right. I don't know. Yeah, because it doesn't take you know a ten thousand dollar you know computer anymore to make some stuff you can make stuff and yeah half, halfway decent and i i know um mark has seen this because i've sh- shown this to him what's that has astartes oh yeah those are great this is a one-man project and this is like better than hollywood makes oh, i mean yeah. It takes months for him to put a video out. It's not long, but and this is like, like a minute or two or three or four or something like that. Yeah, it's only like two minutes long, but it's at a quality level that I haven't seen out of Hollywood. Right. And it's like, what the? It, yeah. It's really good. It's I, like, was watching a, um, <laughs> I was watching a documentary on film, um, I can't, on like the film business. I can't remember what it was called. They had John Favreau in it. And um, it was from a few years ago, and he was out doing something and stumbled across, like, a movie shoot. And um, he, like, stopped in and talked to these kids. And, like, he's sitting there viewing it on an iPad, and he looks over at the kid, and he's like, you shot this on a fucking iPhone? He's like, yeah. He's like, I got to get a fucking iPhone. Like, like these kids <laughs> these kids shot, like, this entire movie, like, on an iPhone. And John Favreau was like, this looks absolutely amazing. Like, this is, this is like, like, Hollywood quality. And when you think about it, like like the camera, even in our phones, like I have an Android here, it's not even an iPhone. And like the camera in these phones are fucking amazing. Like if you can figure out a way, like those kids figured out a way to use like a skateboard and like some PVC and created basically like a, a thing that would hold their phone like this. And then they could do like rolling shots like you would do on tracks and shit like that and got all these like great like rolling steady cam shots out of it because the camera on these things was absolutely amazing. And they recorded oh, yeah. it. In 1920, dude, they recorded high def. Like, you can do amazing things with these. That's why I'm like, you know, me and all my friends have talked about making a movie for years. I'm like, now's the time to fucking do it because we can literally do it with everything that's in our pocket. Like, you know, like I, I can edit it on my computer at home. You can film everything from here. Yes, you can't do, you know, like CG would be difficult, but to film like a basic, like 15, 20 minute short film that has no computer, has no CG in it. You could do that. You could write a great little independent film and film it using your phones. I think that would be freaking awesome, you know? You, you uh, recorded Brian's uh, music video on his iPhone, didn't you? Yeah, that was actually on my iPhone. I recorded that, that on, Yeah, I recorded that on my iPhone. I did uh, my friend uh, – I'll send the link to everybody. My friend in Florida who I used to live with, he um, – I actually used to play in a band with him. Uh, the, he has a, a new band called uh, Distinguished Order of Disobedience. And um, I used to do a bunch of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I used to do a bunch of their uh, work, uh, video work for them. And we recorded this a beautiful ride video. Um, I just have to find it. Uh, but yeah, we recorded that all on, he bought a, um, he bought a, um, uh, what's it called? A, um, uh, oh God, what is that called? Oh, a, 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 a gimbal. He bought one of those gimbals. Um, uh, 
to hold the cameras. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the steady cam gimbals. And like we um you know, we filmed the whole thing on on basically on my iPhone over a, on a weekend over um St. Patrick's Day. And like the quality we got out of the video was absolutely fantastic. It was it was like it came out really good. And I'm like, dude, the shit you can do with this is is phenomenal, you know? Oh, absolutely. I, I'm I've worked you know with cameras and stuff quite a bit and it's true. Some of these expensive cameras setups that I've worked with, their quality can't even compare to my phone now. Yeah. And these things still, they won't, you know, we place them because of how much obviously was spent on this stuff, but it's like they're not getting get rid of that. It's like, oh, this massive camera or whatever. Dude, GoPro can beat some of this stuff. Yeah. No problem. That's so weird that that's true now. Oh yeah, I know it's nuts, man. Like the, the kind of camera camera equipment we have and we have access to, and video equipment and audio equipment. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, yeah, the podcast right now doesn't sound spectacular because you know we're doing it all through my computer, so like you know it's it's not going to have the greatest sound. But like whenever we produce ours, like I'm our podcast and your guys's podcast too sounds professional studio level quality, and I'm literally doing mine with GarageBand. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a free Mac app. It allows me to to freaking you know mix that thing down. It's 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 amazing the the amount of technology that we have access to now. That if I would have access to this in the '90s, whenever I was like wanting to make movies and wanting to do stuff, the shit I would have. What's that? You'd have been a pro by now. Oh right. Well, the stuff I would have done back then, like I, I used to write scripts. I used to write a script a day back then, man. Like I'd have been making movies, freaking left and right with my friends. Like we were all single, working at a movie theater, and didn't give a shit about anything. Like you know, like it would have been awesome, you know. But oh yeah, there's so much more available and so much more incredible stuff. I mean, at the levels that it's like, holy shit, how is that free and how is that at this level? Which yeah. is, it's it's a dumbfounded uh, to react to think that they just keep sort of even rebooting things that were only made seven or eight years ago. Where uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I enjoyed all of those Hellboy movies. I did even the reboot. But you're showing me all these other things that are intelligent and original, and you're like, why would they go with something that didn't exactly crush the world? You know what I mean? It's I, the reboot machine, man. It's the Hollywood money-making yeah. machine. They That's know, right. like, gonna, they know. Am I right? They're rebooting Tank Girl. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, because they Tank Girl, and I, I mean, it, it, Tank, the original Tank Girl's okay. I remember having fun reading the comics when they were uh, they were coming out, but I don't, I didn't ever think like they have to make a movie about this or they need to reboot it twenty years or, after that one. Like, well, they have to make an RPG of it. Did they really make a Tank Girl RPG? That would be they fun. Did. They did. I had oh. a point. I want to play one of the Ice-T kangaroo people. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But, and you yeah. Gotta, I got to see that book now. I got to see the Tank Girl RPG. Yeah, I mean, it, was by, uh, it was by West End, the guys that did Star Wars. Uh, West End had a bunch of movie properties, and that was one of them. They made a Ghostbusters game. I want, I want to find that, but it's like 100 bucks for the box set. Right. Yeah, I mean, co- comic book – or not comic books. I'm sorry, Kevin Smith – 
um, had talked about that he, t- he talked about he made fun of the reboot thing a lot in his Jay and Silent Bob reboot. And he basically talks about like all the reboot. They talked about the difference between a reboot and a remake and how a remake is a reimagining of something. So whereas a reboot is literally the same story where they add devo- diversity and youth and then charge you money at the door and basically get you money again for the same movie you've already seen. And they're totally going to get me when that Ghostbusters reboot comes out because I think it looks really good and it literally follows that exact formula you just said. Oh, yeah, but... Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad they pushed it back. They're going to be, they're going to fix it. So I think it's, it's to our benefit that they pushed it back. Not, not just because of the virus. I think the, I think they were thinking about pushing it back to clean it up. And then the virus came out and they're like, well, here's our excuse. Let's do it. Right. I think too, I don't know how much of a reboot that is because it's being pushed as an, as the real sequel to Ghostbusters too. I mean, that's, that's a point. that's the way they talked about it is this is, you know, yeah. 25 or however many years later, 15 years later or whatever. And, you know, because what's her name? Janine, you know, had had Egon's kid and it's about Egon's son. And like, you know what I mean? It's 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 less of a reboot, I think, and more of a this is the story now. You know what I mean? Like kind of thing. I don't think that it's not like the remake of the reboot, the all girl one they did, which I heard was hilarious. I never saw it just because I'm like, you know, I'm not interested and see that you know what i mean like ghostbusters to me is is bill murray and, and and dan Aykroyd, and like i just had no interest in i'm sure it was a spectacular movie those actresses are, are wonderful you can't, you can't replace the original though no. right that's the that's the problem you can't, you can't recreate the renaissance and that's the problem with a remake a remake is like oh let's let's try to do that again it's like you can't okay when the, the you know in the renaissance or like right after that a bunch of Italians said, hey, let's try to remake Greek drama. And you know what they invented? Opera. Right. So yeah. they accidentally invented opera. Right. So, <laughs> they so could uninvent that. That would be great. When you, go, <laughs> when you do a remake, that's what you do. You don't make, you don't make the classic. You make something worse. Big. Yeah, not necessarily, not necessarily, because I think a good reimagining, it's like a cover song, you know what I mean? Like, you can take a song and cover it, and and if you, like, when you make a, when you make a cover song, you do it one of two ways. You either are, do it exactly as it was originally, and you play it cleaner and crisper than, than the, the, the original creators ever did, or you reimagine it your own way. And I think a remake, you can do a reimagining. I think the remake of Evil Dead was awesome. I mean, it, it was a completely different kind of story. The same with like the remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre films. The, the first one was absolutely phenomenal. They did a really good job with that. Um, you know, I think that's where you distinguish the difference between a remake and a reboot. You know, a reboot is literally just telling the same fucking thing over again. Well, like, like uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. That was literally frame for frame. Yes. The original movie. With a couple little, like, origin story stuff that you didn't need. Right, exactly. You exactly. that out, it's like, wow, why would I watch this one? Why would right. I watch Melted Cheese Face when I could go watch Robert England, the original? <laughs> right. But what's, what sucks is I think Jackie Earl Haley, in the right setting, could have really done a good job there. Because I love that guy as an actor. But yeah. Rorschach... Rorschach is one of my favorite fucking things I've ever seen on television, on, on, on film, dude. Like, you no, know, he wasn't that bad as Freddy. He didn't do a bad job. No. It's just that 
when you look at it and you're like, well, the face kind of looks bad and it's basically a frame for frame redo. Right. I mean, it, yeah, you got, well, plus not only that, it's kind of like when an actor does a character role so well and for so long, that's it. It's, it's kind of like Aaron Wright trying to be solo. Right. You're not going to do it, dude. Just get over it. No right. one is going to be Han Solo but Harrison Ford. The right. end. And so at some point, you kind of have to look at it and go, I know this is gatekeeping, but no one's going to live up to that. Exactly. It'd be like them trying to cast a new a new Iron Man at this point. Like you you yeah. can't cast a new Tony Stark. That can never happen. Uh, maybe maybe like when I'm about to die. Right. I'm right. Too yeah. on my deathbed to give a crap. Then fine. I, but I think the I think they'll where... have to do is like what Tim was explaining uh, into the Spider Verse did to his kid. So when you do something, you do it with all of the touches that make it, that is what this is, but you bring something wholly new to it so that this generation of kids, to them, that's their Spider-Man. They see any of the other incarnations, whether it's even the old cartoons or Tobey Maguire or whatever it is, they're like, that's not Spider-Man. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not that to them. That's what you have to do uh, to reboot something successfully, not remake it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see, I I just I disagree in your terminology there. I think a remake is more what you're describing, whereas a reboot is the other one. Because a remake is like a different is, in my opinion, defined as a reimagining of the story. So it's me. Like I, I use Evil Dead as my as my 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 token remake film because I think that remake was done perfectly because the original Evil Dead films were 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 Sam Raimi. And Bruce and Bruce Willis, Bruce Campbell, uh, being comedic and and doing their thing, and they had a particular point of view that they wanted to use. Whereas the the, the man who remade who who did the remake took it to a much darker level. But they also in the remake did things like when her hand gets cut off and she shoves it in the handle of the chainsaw and is swinging that around. A total homage to what makes Evil Dead is the hero with the chainsaw arm. And they figured out a way to put that in there, but keep like the dark, more horror aspect of what their Evil Dead remake was. And it's and I think like that is how you successfully remake something. You well, retell the story in your own way, you know? I think That's another example of what you were talking about earlier as far as unintended consequences. Evil Dead's a good example of that because Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, they didn't want to make horror movies. Yeah. Uh, they were trying, they loved Three Stooges. They loved slapstick comedy, but you couldn't go get in their work. generate money for a movie by saying, we want to make slapstick comedy. Back in the 70s, drive-ins were just crammed full of people going to see all these shitty low-budget horror movies and they could get money if they told them it was a horror movie so uh, they they created something i don't think anybody did before them right like nobody yeah. before them did like a goofy crazy horror movie with goofy shit happening not on purpose yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly very, very true but no i i, I think it, it hollywood they can remake and remake you know it's possible it's not like it's impossible to do but i do wish they would definitely go more originals because yeah. there's so much out yeah. there that we all know and we could probably point out to 
you know, dozens of stuff and be like, why haven't they made this? Why haven't they made that? Well, look Something. at this thing I'm sharing right now with Legends. That would totally go over now. Basically, it was, again, one of these radical comics. And the description is, violently ripped from the pages of folklore emerged the Enchanted. This band of supernatural immortals inhabits a steampunk realm infested by nightmarish creatures where nature, technology, and foul magic are in constant conflict. When the mutilated remains of the half-wooden, half-mechanical warrior Pinocchio are discovered, wolf hunter Red Hood and giant killer Jack realize their protective spell of immortality has been broken. Jack and Red, with the help of other enchanted mercenaries such as Goldilocks and psychic exterminators Hansel and Gretel, team up on an adventure to stop whatever or whoever is eliminating their powers. But just like, look at the art. I mean, look at the concepts. There's Jack, and he's fighting a giant. And I mean, that's yeah. this is Little Red Hood. I mean, that would yeah. totally go today. Oh, absolutely. And, and I've seen crazier stuff. I mean, they've sure. done crazier things. Of course. But I think this would, would hit it off. I don't see why anybody would look at this and be like, nah. Yeah, in, I agree. In today's age, Trent, I mean, you're always talking about stuff like, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not TV literate as much anymore, but what was the one you were talking about last week um, with the fairies in it? What was that? Oh, uh, Lost Girl. Yeah. No, there was another one. Something Row. Oh, a Carnival oh. Row. Yeah. I mean, that sounded kind of like this stuff. It is. It, yes. it very much was. It was steampunk meets meets uh, like like the Fae. You know what I mean? It, it was a very cool. It was a very cool and creative story. Exquisitely like, shot too. It looks beautiful. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was awesome. I mean, and and Orlando Bloom. That was the first time I saw Orlando Bloom play a role, and I didn't think of Legolas. That's the first time since the Lord of the Rings movies came out. <laughs> I didn't see him and go, oh, it's Legolas being a boyfriend. Oh, it's Legolas doing this. Like, no, he played, he was a completely different character in this in this show. It was really well done. Um, so, yeah. All right. I want to close this down the last couple of minutes here talking about books. I know we, we've... Uh, we've Can I quickly movie. defend Dark Shadows? Go ahead. It'll take defend like 20 Dark seconds. 20 seconds. Defend it. I love that show, and in defense of it, it's in the traditional gothic, tra gothic tradition where the supernatural is hidden. So the difference is going to a burlesque show versus today's stuff, which is like hardcore porn. Like, yes. like the vampire, better sh the supernatural thing better show up in episode three. It better have superpowers. It better rip something open, and I better see it every episode after that. <laughs> Whereas in Dark Shadows, it was like, Let's build. Let's let's give them a little bit. Let's taste. Right. Have a taste. So that's why I kind of like it better. Did you watch uh, Star Blazers? Have you ever seen that? No. I, it, it's old, old, old uh, anime. Like, it was one of those cartoons that I would only see early Saturday morning. Like, if you got it before 7 o'clock, it might be on TV. I know what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. And the ship like, had this giant fucking gun. I think the whole ship became, like, a gun or something. And they only fired that, I don't even know how often. But I would show up riveted where, like, it's oh. a cartoon, but, like, mostly, like, people talk. But, like, 
I was just waiting for them to fire that goddamn gun, and it never happened, but I was riveted by it. I don't think I would watch that now, and I definitely don't think you could get a kid to watch that now, but I tuned in for that. No, I, I, I do remember Star Blazers, and I loved it. Yeah. Right? It was great, man. Hell yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, I get the build, man. I totally do. And I love Dark Shadows as well. As an adult, I do, but I just don't think I would have watched this as a kid. I don't right. think so. No, no, I agree with you there about what was your cousin or something that would run home. It's right, like, yeah. wow, that you really had nothing to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was the that had nothing to do. I did watch it when it came on. <laughs> we found something Bob loved. All right. So let's talk, let's finish up talking about books. Um, you know, uh, I want to know what everybody's reading right now. I picked up, uh, like I said, I got my new tablet, and I'm reading this book right now called The uh, um, Atlantis Gene, which was, it's actually kind of cool. Um, I don't know what the fuck is going on yet, because um, <laughs> the story is told from, like, literally, like, seven different perspectives. I won't um, spoil it for you. You know, it, it makes me really happy, because, like, I, I, like I've said many times, I want to write a book, and, like, I'm, I'm in the process, I finally got the process of starting my novel, and, like, reading this, I'm like, Okay, like it's not badly written, but like I could I could write with the, how this person writes. Like I'm looking, I'm like I could do this, you know. Um, but it, it, it's pretty cool, man. It started off with like these guys in Antarctica, like on a mission to like explore what's going on with the melting icebergs, and they find like a Nazi submarine stuck out of the side of an iceberg, and like <laughs> go to go to explore it, and like the the ice collapses, and there's like some weird cathedral thing, and then like switches to this woman who's doing an autism study in India and like these people come in and steal the kids and it switches to like these secret operatives on this mission to stop a terror attack and like that's how the whole book is written so far it's like all over the place I don't know what's going on but uh, it's been pretty cool man like it's it's not like I said the writing the writing is is right now it's a little rough I, I'm hoping that as I get a little further into the book the, the stories start to start to emerge into a single kind of storyline and plot point but um, so far, the book's been awesome, man. What else is everybody else? What else is uh, everyone reading? I'm breaking out. I, I, I should be ashamed because I'm on Sci-Fi Malady, but I'm not doing Sci-Fi this time. I'm on the last 100 pages of a book. It's historical fiction. It's, uh, it's by an author named Jack White, who, honestly, anybody should check him out. He did a series about the Templars. He did a series about uh, Roman Britain, like post-Roman Britain, that's called the, I don't know how to pronounce it, Camelot Chronicles or something, but it's basically like a, how the King Arthur legend could have started. Like Merlin was a Roman, the son of a Roman, uh, he was a Roman soldier and he was in Britain when the Romans left. And then Uther was his best friend. And then Uther gets killed and has a son, uh, a son named Arthur and Merlin. Like people think he's a wizard because of some stuff he does. And he's, it's actually really good, but I'm, I'm a sucker for that stuff. That sounds really cool. It's really good. Jack White, but when you spell white, it's W-H-Y-T-E. Um, it's seven or eight books, that one. That's really good. Um, but the new one I'm reading about is the, uh, uh, the Guardians of Scotland. It's about, the first book was about William Wallace the second book was about Robert the Bruce, and the third one is like them teaming up. I just finished the Battle of Stirling Bridge. Oh, nice. 
And I'm down to the last hundred pages, which is pretty much the fallout from that. And it's a really good series of books. And the one thing that's nice about it is your vocabulary is going to improve because there will be several times in there you're going to have to like Google. You're going to be like, what? And you got (laughs) an insurmountable word. Like you can pretty much parse out how to pronounce it, but you're still going, uh, what? (laughs) especially when you're reading the scottish because like he'll he'll write in the vernacular he'll write the vernacular so it'll be like (laughs) (laughs) so and but in the back he's got like a glossary like here's what this means in scottish oh man that was the best scottish accent i've ever heard in my entire life that was fantastic So that's what I'm on. I'll have to, I'll go back to sci-fi, but I was, I just, that was a series I never finished up and I was always bugged about it. Nice. That's awesome. What are you I'm reading, right. Bob? Oh, wait, Tom. Thomas, why don't you go uh, ahead? What are you reading? Right now I'm on the uh, Undying, Undying Mercenary series. Oh, uh, Reading uh, book 13 right now. That's the most recent one. Oh, wow. Who's that by? Um, it's by uh, B V. Uh, what is his name? Lanson, I think. Um, it's uh, basically in the future, like um, Earth has been conquered basically by uh, a massive group of uh, aliens from the core, basically of the universe, and they're the advanced, and they go out and basically colonize everyone, and you have a good that you give to them and trade and Earth's trade good is soldiers oh wow undying mercenaries with technology that allows you to come back you get killed and you get basically born again out of machines huh that you sounds... get killed again and go right back out that sounds freaking cool I'm very edge of tomorrow I dig that. Oh, it, it is really cool because you're hearing this. All this is based off of one guy's story, and it's coming out of his. Like he's saying, "Oh yeah, I got killed, and this guy bit my this dinosaur creature bit my head off, and, and then then I come back out of the machine screaming, and then yeah." <laughs> and of course, this this main character is also a complete womanizing asshole at times, and he's like raising up. You're hearing intrigue, and it's like, what on? earth is going on in this whole thing and you're like wow this is crazy nice. and, it's, and it's all set in the future and i like it i'm in book 13 right now right sounds on. cool man it's something i'll definitely look into man for sure yeah. oh yeah uh, bob what do you got going on man well since since you know that i i can't just read one um i'm two books from the end of the i am number four series I'm on the Revenge of Seven right now, which is really pick it up. Um, I've also started book three of the Fury of the Rising Dragon, which is by that Sever Brawny that I talked about before. The one oh, I told right. you that you, you needed to get in on. Yeah. Um, but that's that's actually book eight of his, like, that set of people. Um, I've like getting some stuff done. Like, he can actually write in a pretty decent amount of time (laughs) yeah so he started his first book in 2014 and he finished his eighth book in 2019 which i know sounds impossible because 
You know, there are people out there that can't write a book in nine years. Um, <laughs> this is it. This is can't be done. Bob, do you, do you have something you want to say? Uh, I've got it. So I need to go rage master here on this one. I'm stealing <laughs> your name for just a second. Um, I, I just read a release where he has put off the release of Winds of Winter indefinitely. Um, and it was actually supposed to be released at the New Zealand con that was come like starting like this month, I believe it was supposed to be April of 2020. It was when he was supposed to have it out, but now he's released it, pushed back to release date indefinitely. So George R.R. Martin, I love you, but finish the fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sign an episode of this podcast without just telling George to stop fucking doing what he's doing and finish the fucking book. At this point, it's it's Valve all over. It's like, dude, I'm never getting Half-Life 3. I'm never getting George George's right. book. Come on. We all know it at this point. Um, the, uh, books, book six isn't isn't even the end of it. There's still another book after that. So he's still not finishing the series. I just need him to finish this book. <laughs> this looks like a case for headcanon. <laughs> I mean, Fan fiction. Ignite. Exactly, right? For God's <laughs> sakes, if you're reading the series, Jon Snow is still dead. Oh, yeah. good Lord. Oh, wow. Well, at least yeah. we don't have King Bran yet, so. Yeah. Right, King King Wheelie Wheelie No Feely. <laughs> <laughs> Wheelie Wheelie No Feely legs. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> oh, good lord, man! King what a terrible. Yeah. I, I don't even want to tumble down that rabbit hole, man. Because no, I'll no. start talking about I'll start talking about how fucking horrible the ending of that show was. But uh, uh, so, the, is that all you're reading right now, or do you have? I know you usually read two or three at a time. Uh, so yeah, right now I'm currently reading three. I'm reading the the I am number four series. I'm finishing up the the Fury of the uh, Fury of Fury of a Rising Dragon. And you're all gonna kick me for this, but I've restarted uh, a Song of Fire and Ice because it's been so long since I've read them. I forgot <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> Bob, hey. you're stuck. Do you know what the definition of an insanity is, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I got an idea. Read a paragraph a month. <laughs> and maybe, maybe by the time you finish all the books so far, Winds of Winter will be out. <laughs> You'll have the prologue done. That's not a promise. That's just, you know. Hopeful thinking. Yeah. Jesus, man. You might wow. have to switch it to a sentence a month, depending. <laughs> At this point, I'll be dead before the last book comes out. <laughs> Maybe the Lord of Light will bring you back just so you can read it. <laughs> you reach heaven and you finally get the book. It's like, ah, that's how. You have to die to get the book. Right, exactly. That's the big joke. Kurt, what are you reading right now, man? I... Just got in the mail. Uh, my dungeon master has sent me uh, the die comic I told you guys about. It oh, is nice. Gorgeous, man. The art in this book, everything about it is terrific. I love it. Uh, I, I will plow through these and let you know what I think. But everything I've read and seen from this so far, die is everything that we could have wanted from any kind of D&D &D sort of material because yeah it, it has everything to do with not just the story itself but the players behind it 
and uh, it, it is a compelling original story. Right on, man. I like that. I like that you're reading comics, man. That makes me happy. You know, everybody read read more fucking comics, people. Buy comics and read them. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I yes. Thank, uh, yes. Charlie for sending these to me. Thank you, Charlie. Right. Yes. Right on. Look at your age master. They're just busting the books out, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Stormy, what are you reading right now? So I'm reading a series called The Soul Summoner. I'm not sure who it's by, um, but it's, I've only got a little bit in because as you can see, I am trying to podcast and make masks at the same time. So I've had zero time to do anything, but I started it on about one chapter and it starts out a lot like uh, Harry Potter where the girl doesn't know that she has magical abilities it's not child like or adolescent like the harry potter books it's very 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 adult like but it's a girl who was orphaned she got adopted and as far as i've gotten she's she is the series is called soul summoner but she is actually a soul summoner so she's out to uh lunch with her college roommate and her college roommate says she wishes that so I, some guy would, you know, just walk in the door. Well, apparently the, the girl thought, Adrian thought it, and as soon as she thought it, the guy walked in the door. So wow. it's, it's really cool, and it's, it's very adult. Like, I, I'm not a, a judgmental reader. I'll read kids' books. Like, the, the Percy Jackson books, are still one of my favorite series. But this one happens to be very, very adult. Um, I like it so far. I wish I had time to read it. Because <laughs> I love to read. <laughs> but unfortunately, I just can't right now. But yeah. there's, it's, there's five books in the series. And, and they're pretty big books. They're like 500, 600 pages. So. Yeah, I just looked it up. It's by an author named Alicia Hyder. And uh, yeah, it's uh, start, started writing books in like 2015, it looks like. So, and she has nine books done. And it, it, the last book she wrote was in. Oh, and oh, wait for it. Yep, there's nine of them. The last book she wrote, it doesn't give me a date, but I'm assuming it was probably in the last year or so. So, nine books in six years. Gotta love that. That's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly, man. Bob, I feel so bad for you that everybody's doing the impossible except George. Right. right. Yeah, Bob, I got to give you credit, man. Like, if it was me, I'd be like, fuck these books. I'd take them all outside and set them on fire. Like, I'd just be like, fuck George R. R. Martin. I'm done with you, you dick. Like, <laughs> I still remember the interview. There was that, that video of him talking to Stephen King, and he's like, how do you write so many books? Right, yeah. Well, he I actually write. turns on the computer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he actually spends his time writing. That's how he that's how he writes the books, you know. Well, he admitted uh, once. He's like, Well, I'll write a paragraph and then I'll like look at my email for a couple hours. It's like, yep, there it is. Yeah. Exactly. Like, well, you know, I mean, to each their own. I mean, the guy has written some great stories, but yeah, you know, yeah. everybody's everybody's process is a little bit different. You know, I know like with me, with my writing, I can sit down and like sometimes I can sit down and bang out 30 pages. You know what I mean? Just sit there nonstop. 
Then there's times it takes you three hours to write two sentences. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just how it goes, I guess, you know? Oh, Bob's sharing his screen. What's Bob got for us? It's a porn? Because we haven't talked about this intentionally. Yeah. (laughs) It's named Sever Brony, so it might be porn. (laughs) (laughs) That's the, uh, that's the author that I'm reading. That's the one that put those eight books out. Okay. Is that the one you were telling me about that this is the story I should, this is the author I should be reading? Yes. Okay. I'm going to put him on my list. Yeah, I'm going to put that, I'm going to put that guy on my list. Um, because from what you described to those books, they do sound really awesome. So I'll definitely check those out, but right on, man. Well, I think that's about it. I'm starving. I need to eat some food. I know that we have to go deliver a coffee pot to a friend, our good friend, John, who his coffee pot broke and he hit me up. and was like, do you have a spare coffee pot? I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, I'll bring you one. <laughs> Cause that guy lives on nothing but coffee, coffee crackers and fucking like dried meat. Like that's his, that's his, that's his, that's his, uh. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn, how's he shit? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We all know that John help you very hard. <laughs> he's an alien. He's not from this planet. We all know so, that. So we all know that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like how Abe Sapien loves rotten eggs. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> they found John in a tank. At the Museum of Natural History. Yeah. Right. He just got gnawing, out. He's just gnawing on a summer sausage. Like, been <laughs> <laughs> waiting on you guys. Where the hell you been at? <laughs> oh, oh, man. Have homework, well, thank you, Mark and Thomas, so much for dropping in. This has been amazing. Thanks this for having us. Really, thanks for having us, man. This has been a blast. Yeah. Well, what do you mean I have homework? Tell me, Rangemaster. You got to watch Berserk. Do, do, you like, do you like Hellraiser? Oh, I love Hellraiser, man. There's love Cenobites it. in it. Oh, dude, I'm in. There's Funny, Cenobites. You're going to have to deal with some Japanese animation. Is it on streaming channel that you know of? It might be on Netflix. I think I saw it on there once. Oh, my God. But, yeah. It's, but it's on my queue for sure. Towards the end, there's basically, I mean, they're not the Cenobites, but they are. Right. I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Looks like you can see it on Crunchyroll. Um, yeah. That should uh, be right. Funimation. Um, I don't see it on Netflix. Oh, it looks like it's got season one on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. So, that's cool. I can check it out on Amazon for sure. Yeah, Definitely. absolutely. My favorite scene is when Guts and Pale running up a stairwell with all these guys, and they got crossbows. So he pales the guy in his sword, charges up the stairs, and uses them as a human shield for the crossbow bolts. <laughs> he just starts using the body as a way of pushing the guys off the stairs. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, dude. Bob, oh, do yeah, I have to man. take a feat for that? Or is that... <laughs> <laughs> If, feet, if a feet doesn't exist for that, let's fucking homebrew one because that's the shit, you know? Yeah, man. Like to echo what Kurt said, you know, Tom, Thomas, freaking Mark, thanks guys for joining us. I love having you here, man. You're more than welcome to jump in anytime. We do this every Thursday. So just ping me and say, hey, I'm free tonight. I'll send you a Zoom link, man. Um, love having you guys in. Thanks a lot for having us on your show last week, too. If you guys, any of our listeners out there, if you haven't checked out checked it out yet, you got to check out the Sci-Fi Malady stuff. Scott, can you or uh, Scott? Scott's not even here. Mark, can you let us know where it's all at? <laughs> uh, 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 
Usually Scott does this part. Uh, <laughs> this is the part. See, we got a thing going on. He'll just say where we go, and then I just, you know, do my stay sick, sickies. Um, <laughs> it's uh, Stitcher. It's the big it, one. Stitcher. Yeah, you can listen at Stitcher, um, iTunes, and you can go to our website at uh, ravinglunatic.com. And you can leave comments there. And then there's a bunch of social media sites that don't work that Scott insists on telling everyone about anyway. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. So our, our two listeners out there, if you, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't checked out the sci-fi malady guys, make sure you do, man. Their podcast is fantastic. Uh, we did a great episode with them last week where we talked about the loss of pastor. Probably, it probably coming. The more I think about it, it's becoming one of my favorite films I've ever seen. Uh, so glad we watched it yeah it's so awful and the next time that we do one of these with scott i have a deep meaning to challenge his i came up with a deep meaning for fucking velocipaster but i'm gonna save that for when scott's present because i got a good one and i want to know what his thoughts are on it i can't wait (laughs) i'll even i'll even make up a song for you (laughs) (laughs) that would be fucking wonderful man but yeah i got a good one so let scott know a challenge is on its way (laughs) (laughs) all right guys thanks everyone for joining us once again you can check those guys out at ravinglunatic.com make sure you go there throw them some likes you can find them on twitter we we, uh, link to them all the time um, make sure you check us out on Medium. You can find Lunatic Parade on medium.com and First Table Gaming on medium.com. And you can always hit us up on Facebook and Twitter at, uh, at, F- at First TBL Gaming. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. It was a lot of fun having everyone. We're out. Nerd out. Later, guys. Later, nerds. Later, everybody. Thanks a lot for joining us, dudes. That was awesome, man. That was a great was. podcast. Really appreciate yes. it. Oh, no problem. Uh, thanks for having us. That was brilliant. Well, that's it for this installment of the Lunatic Parade podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to middle-aged white guys shoot their mouth off about nerdy crap. See you next week.